Hello, loyal followers. And, uh, ooh, actually, hold on. Let's start over. Like, for real, real. No. <laughs> Just kidding. That's fine. Okay, no, actually, now now you said no. I want to keep going. I, I started speaking before the little red record button came on. Oh. And then... It came on right as I was saying followers. I have, you know what? No, you're absolutely right. We have never started over. We are not going to stop. We're not going to start tonight. Um, I want to see how this comes out <laughs> in the recording. And that will inform when I begin speaking the next time I do the intro. How does that sound? That's a growth mindset. I love it. We, lo- we love to hear it. Yeah. Resilience is the theme of this episode. Just kidding. Episode 71, Resilience. Resilience. So we're 48 seconds in. It's episode 71. My name is Megan. With me, as always, is Lydia. And uh, hell yeah. Loyal followers, welcome to Law School in Brief, your favorite podcast hosted by two know-nothing law students who are just (laughs) trying to make their way in this world. Um, It's a gorgeous tagline. We should say that every time. We should. Why haven't we? We... I don't know. Okay, we've been doing this for damn near two years, and we don't have any intro music. We have no tagline. We still can't get our sound right. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) We're doing law school. That's what, you know. Oh, 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 oh. oh. That's right. I almost (laughs) forgot because it's summer. Yeah. So I know. I want to hear more about your internship this week since you're more than two days in. I've got some goodies for you. I've got some goodies for you. But but first, you know we have you know what we gotta do before we do that. Wild animal encounters? Duh. Well that. <laughs> and I really quickly wanted to just say thank you to all the listeners um who write into us. It's so freaking rad to get not I'm not gonna call it fan mail because that belittles it, but I love like this last week I got um a critical question from someone about something I said in episode 43, asking me if what I wanted to do was legal. And I'm like, yes, I invite the discourse. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And the answer mm-hmm. is no. What I wanted to do was absolutely not legal. That's why it was just a dream. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what I thought when I read that question too. Um, should we recap it for the listeners? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Why not? So I believe the the writer inner was uh, Tom. Tom? That sounds right. And, uh, hey, Tom, what's up? If you've gotten this far, last I checked, you're on episode 43. But if you're listening to this, you will get it, you will, you're getting a special shout out. So something that I said in episode 43 was about how I would love to one day maybe have my own law practice. And one of the reasons that I cited for this was because I would like to essentially charge people based on, um, there, well, what I meant to what I meant to convey was I wanted to be able to charge people on a need basis. So you know, may, like women would probably pay, be paying less than men because women make less money than men on average. Um, you can apply that out to like people of color, different minorities, folks with disabilities, yada yada yada. Tom was like, uh, "Can you do a pricing structure that's like okay, white men pay a hundred dollars?" <laughs> White women pay $72, black women pay $56. And I'm, I'm kind of making these numbers up, but you know, that sort of goes along with the trend of like to every dollar a white man makes, this is how much other people make. Right. And Tom asked me if that was legal. And I was like, 
fuck no, I don't think that's legal. Uh, yeah, that's not. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely not legal. However, if I did something like that on a need basis, I would bet that it would kind of end up breaking down the same way, but I would be doing it in an above board way. Right. So. Right. But anyway, I loved it. Awesome that someone thought of that while they were listening. Uh, definitely some people who need to be going to law school if you're thinking like that while you're listening to the podcast. And I do believe Tom is starting law school in the fall, if I oh, recall that correctly. Okay. Yeah. A special shout out to Tom because I think he was he he wrote in earlier and said that he was 57 and starting law school. So a special shout out. That's Hell so yeah. cool. Absolutely. But I have some shout outs to give. Uh, okay. Shout out to Oren, of course, who um, remember how I wanted to phone a friend last week because I don't actually really know what capital markets are. And I was like, I think it's like the stock market. Um, and Oren sent me an article explaining the difference, which I can't summarize very eloquently on air, but, um, basically a stock market, I think is just stocks and a capital market includes other types of tradable assets. Okay. Tradable instruments. And then shout out to Chantal who said, who's in, who lives in St. Louis, not this summer, but you know, goes to Washio and was like, if you ever want me to help you move your mattress, let me know. Isn't that so sweet? Wow. Shout out to the to the mattress moving friends. They really are the realist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't have any similar shout outs. <laughs> but maybe I'll just throw a shout out to Brittany because you know she's listening. What's up, Brittany? <laughs> no reason. Cool. Um, we don't usually have shout outs as a section, but I like that as an occasional thing. Like sometimes we just get emails and texts and that's really nice. Okay. Well, you know what? If we're going to do a whole designated shout out section, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and just like move something I was going to say up to the shout out section. Is that cool? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give a shout out to your fellow classmate at WashU, a one Nicole who, after hearing my plea for summer friends, reached out to me, uh, well, reached out to <clears throat> the official Law School in Brief Twitter account. That's Law School yes. N, the letter N, Brief on Twitter. Um, and said, hey, guess what? I'm, you know, I'm doing, I'm summering. I don't think she said that exactly, but I'm, I'm in Charlotte this summer. And if you ever wanted to get together, we should, we should make that happen. So knowing that Boone isn't right around the corner from Charlotte, I uh, gave her a little more incentive to come up here. And uh, <laughs> she, I was like, yeah, I don't, wow, it's a lot of pressure if you come to Boone to like have lunch with me. What if I suck? Like, what if you don't like me? Yeah. So I said, if you ever wanted to come to Boone and stay the weekend in my apartment and use it as oh, like yes. a home base so that you can, you know, adventure around the area, you're more than welcome. So she took me up on that and I will be meeting Nicole which, in my opinion, is the coolest way ever to network. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I say we do away with stuffy mixers and we start just offering our homes up for, like, tradesies. Yes. <laughs> That's a yes. really good way to get to know somebody personally <laughs> and professionally. Yes. Right. Very personally. That sounds so fun. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to your mom who writes what? in. With rel uh, with frequency, my mom is writing uh, in. 
Yeah, maybe like once every couple months. What insane pseudonym is she using? I will never disclose that. I can't believe you tried to trap me into (laughs) (laughs) giving away her pseudonyms. My motives are so transparent. (laughs) What does she say? Well, let me see. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. Well, I just need to look it up. But yeah, I mean, loyal follower. Absolutely. I think my mom still isn't listening to the pod because it gives her nightmares about school. Fair enough. It gives me nightmares about school. (laughs) Welcome to the anxiety. Um, Okay. So should we, should we stick to our, our, our schedule, our format? We're, we've really gone off script here. Uh, Yeah, I know. We, we just don't. um, Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Most recent email from your mom. I'm going to forward it to you and you can decide whether or not to read it on air. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. I'm waiting with bated breath. Yes. Yes. And then, of course, we have highs, lows, mez, and and encounters, animal, wild animal encounters. It's like, oh, we're just doing encounters now. Wow. (laughs) Watching too much X Files, you know. I was gonna say we're browsing Craigslist too much. I guess they took down (laughs) the encounters section. Did they? Oh, yeah, they did. I'm sure there's a fun lawsuit in there somewhere, though. We should look that up. Sure. Okay. Since I introed us and I did a really shitty job, I think you should start okay. off with. You are doing a great job. Thank you. Sorry. For this is the me. motivation I look for and crave. <laughs> Pump so me you up. Me to, you want me to start up uh, one of these, like lows or something? Okay, hold on. I just got your email from my mother. And I think I am going to read it on air because I I do feel the need to call her out. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. I cannot remember why it, it befuddles me why or what the context for this was, but she wrote in and said, Oh, I remember now it was because the McPizza trivial pursuit question. Mm. Oh, that's what, that's the context. Okay. Listeners. So a few there's, I think it's like episode 65. It's called McPizza. You might want to go back and listen to that for context for this. But um, my mom did write in, bless her heart, and said, a for realsies trivial pursuit question, colon, quote, how many testicles did Adolf Hitler have? Question mark, end quote. Give up? Two. <laughs> Why was that... A- why was that a trivial pursuit question? That is so bizarre. They're trying to trick you. I mean, I think when you ask how uh, many testicles does someone have, you're like, well, right. two, but that, can't, that couldn't possibly be the answer because why would it make it onto right. a trivial pursuit card? Right. Anyway, shout out to mom. Thanks, mom. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I I guess I kind of like that question as a as an fu to neo-nazis because it tricks people into saying one but on the other hand there's nothing wrong with only having one testicles or zero so i don't know i don't know how to feel about it i'm just confused about it i guess yeah and somehow adolf hitler's testicles have made it onto our podcast which is why it is labeled explicit yeah all right Okay. Should we start over. <laughs> this has been eleven minutes and forty-five seconds of insanity. I think we keep going. We trudge forward. Okay. 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 
Lydia's? Yeah. yeah. Bring it down. Um, yeah. Actually, I don't have that many lows since the last time we chatted. Um, speaking of Nicole, she recommended a mechanic to me in St. Louis. Um, Telly Tires, T-E-L-L-E on Big Bend. They are excellent. And so I just, when you find someone good, you just always, always use them. Is <laughs> a life, it's like an adulting hack. Is like just yeah. never try anything different. Just always do what works. Um, but my car alarm has just been randomly going off. Did I talk about this on the last episode? I don't believe you did. Oh my gosh. It will just blare at like 7 a.m., 3 a.m., like anytime, anytime. It will just be like, and then it'll stop for like 30 seconds. And you're like, is it done? And then it'll do it again. And then sometimes it will stop for the next whatever, how many hours. And if I run outside and like unlock it, it'll stop. Um, but it had me very on edge, <laughs> oh, not God. knowing when I would need to like fully dress and go outside and lock it, unlock it. So right. um, I just, I, I called them and I got a, I got a note on my car that was like, fix your alarm or don't park on this street. And I was like, Oh, oh shit. So, yeah. Um, just mentioning that in case you want to talk about a note on your car later, but I have no idea what you could be referring to, <laughs> but I mean, obviously I needed to get it fixed. So, so what you're saying is you didn't is, respond to the handwritten note with another handwritten note. I really thought about it. Cause it put me in a really bad mood because like, I just, they put it on my car after the alarm had been going off for a while. And I genuinely didn't know it was my car and mm. it would have been the same effect if I hadn't been at home. So I think that the most effect, like the kindest, you know, note would have been like, Hey, did you know that your car alarm is going off? Because who, who would know and just not do anything about it? Like their assumption of me was so off, like that I was the type of person who like was just like, purposely doing this as subjecting people to this so uh you know it kind of bummed me out and I was like going through I was already in a bad mood for other reasons and it just made me angry but then that same night I went to like the first dinner party that I had been to since the pandemic and it put me in such a good mood that I was like I can do anything I can I'm gonna call the mechanic like everything's fine uh everything's back you know yes the mechanic was like, well, when it's like the security system, usually the dealership has to deal with it. So I don't want to complain too much about a car dealership because this is truly like mapped territory. But um, is that as things people say? I don't mapped know. territory? I, uh, I don't you, know. You're I, saying it. No, I, I guess so. And I think what you mean is like charted territory, like there's uncharted waters uncharted. and then. Yeah. And even that just seems colonialist. So I don't know. If, <laughs> like, I said it. So, yeah, this is not something worth talking about on a podcast, is what I mean. Mm. Any, uh, yeah, I had a an appointment at the dealership for Saturday, and they still haven't. They only just now, like thirty minutes ago, called me with the diagnosis, and I was like, I'm sorry, I, I've had to call them like four times a day to be like, hi, remember how I had an appointment on Saturday? Saturday. And now it's like every day they're like, oh, we're gonna, a technician's looking at it right now and we'll call you. And I'm like, that's a lie. 
it's a lie. You're lying to me. You're lying to me. But I'll just leave a review <laughs> online if that does anything. Or I'll try to get a discount. I'm sure that won't work. Um, so I'm just like, oh, I just want to use the mechanic that I like. And that's my low, which is really not a bad low. So I've had a pretty good week, except like... That's, this is not libertarian Lydia. This is like consumer rights Lydia, who's like, oh. excuse me, you have like, you know, not Karen Lydia, just like, you know, trying to advocate for for things. I guess that is Karen Lydia, but she's there. She's there inside of me when I feel like, like I'm paying $400 for this. So I feel like I need to be, you know, prioritized. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's I want to go back awesome. to something you said, though. Okay, what is what have I said? What you have I said, said? You, you <laughs> said you were going to write a review. Clarifying question: Is this a Google review? I guess. Is there a way to leave a Google review anonymously? Because I never have. Because it always seems like I have to like use my actual name. No, I think it's associated to your Google account. Okay, I have Here's to figure my- that out. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I know that on the podcast, I have read Google reviews for different um, jails <laughs> before. Right. So I just all I'm saying is like, I'm really looking for it. And I, I've been reading the Google reviews because I'm often having to look up different phone numbers for different like county clerks. So oh, okay. yeah, you know, but while I'm in the neighborhood, I'm gonna read the Google reviews for the courthouse, mm-hmm. um, which is a new favorite thing of it. mine. It, some of them are pretty good. Yeah, I think that, you know, if, if I start getting really juicy content, I'm going to have to make a whole designated section. Highs, lows, meds, wild animal encounters, shout outs, and heinous Google review of the week. Yes. What do we think? Listeners, write in. Write in. Please do it, even if the listeners don't want it. Because truly, <laughs> I, I, I could. Um, it's, it's quite fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you have a a low? A low. Yeah, sure, let's bring it down. Um yeah. my low is a two-parter, but it is pretty short. So, my first low is that I committed to doing something that I wish that I in retrospect hadn't committed to doing, which uh, is Let's hear it. This is like story of my life. I'm just such a yeser. I'm like, uh. yes, 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 yes to everything. I agreed. So the professor that I TA for, who I like very much, we have a great working relationship. She's very sweet. She even texted me on Monday to wish me luck for my first day in court. Love her. Yes. Um, She is working on a presentation about resilience training in lawyers and asked me to do some research on the rates of alcoholism, depression, anxiety, and suicide in attorneys. So... My low is that I spent a very good chunk of my few and far between free hours researching such a downer topic. And the other part of my low is that I agreed to do it in the first place because what the hell, Megan, just enjoy yourself. (laughs) Like I, and it's, you know, she's paying, she's not paying me, but the school is paying me, but it, (laughs) it's just like what I will do for $10 an hour is kind of startling. You know, yeah. come on, man, you gotta, you gotta do better. So that's my low. I'm really glad to be done with the research. And on top of that, I feel like I did kind of a crappy job with the research. No, 
I'm sure you didn't. Well, she had done so much research already that for me to build upon what she had done in any substantive good way would have taken me hours because she had dug like she she had really scraped the surface and like the middle section. I would have had to go on some like deep dive and to get deep takes a few hours. But I, you know, yeah. does that make sense? So what did you end up doing if she had done just like bolstering kind of what she had said? Yeah, I mean, I found essentially, I'll call it what it is. I found some some decent fluff. Um <laughs> you know, uh, like, ve- like the thing is, the author she was citing all the heavy hitting authority. So I was just trying to uh, find okay. different online publications that like seemed up to snuff, but weren't. You know, the ABA Journal or like some law review. <laughs> it was like, like Mental Health with Kelly Today dot com or something. Like that. Okay. <laughs> no, well, no shade on Kelly's, know. but this is this is the vibe of the stuff I was finding. This is like, it is important. So even if it was horrible, you know, you might have made a marginal difference in someone's life. Perhaps, perhaps. Done. Yeah. And she she was very kind. She texted me and wrote me an email thanking me for the work that I did on it. And I was like, Aww. wow, I feel ashamed. You should not oh, be thanking me. Megan. Yeah. yeah. Not my best work, but... Aww. You Nevertheless, have very high standards, and I'm sure she appreciated your research, even if it wasn't like as groundbreaking as you would want. Fair enough. We can leave yeah. it at that. I appreciate. I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely. So, well, what's she? Do- what is she doing with that? Publishing like an article? No, she's okay. I'm gonna get this wrong, but there is a <laughs> conference. Uh, I think it's called like the Carolina Conference of Law Schools, or. Maybe it's of lawyers, but it's all, it must be law schools. It's, but it's all the law schools in the Carolinas get together for some kind of symposium. And she's presenting on resilience training for, I believe, law students. Hmm. Um, And so she's giving that presentation tomorrow. And she just wanted, you know, obviously a very well-researched product. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, well, you're the intended audience. So even just having you look through the research that she did is like key, it seems like. It is, it is really startling to put numbers to a phenomenon that you hear about. Yeah. So I'll paint with very broad strokes right now, but essentially the there so there had been some studies done in the 1980s about the rates of alcoholism in the legal profession. And it turned up results that indicated that more senior people at law firms have Mm. a heavier drinking problem. Um, But in 2017, there was a a new study that was commissioned and um, they gathered a bunch of data and the numbers are pretty startling. I would be happy to link this in the Twitter because yeah. it, it is really interesting, and I think it's important for people to know. But the 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 trend had shifted, and now it's the the young associate, the person who is not yet partner, okay. the person who is, you know, trying to perhaps make partner or like establish themselves in the firm, that has the um, drinking and drug use issue more so yeah. than the than the elder partner. Um, additionally, there are there's a 
very obvious and startling correlation between alcohol and drug use and anxiety and depression. Um, mm. And there were a bunch of folks that, you know, were like, were, were reporting that they, that they knew that there were resources available to them. I mean, the American Bar Association and honestly, any state bar association worth a damn offers mental health counseling to attorneys for free because I think everybody recognizes that this is a, that this is an issue. Yeah. Um, but all uh, like a vast majority of people who were reporting in on this said that they didn't feel confident in the confidentiality if they were. That's they, exactly what I was going to say. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like any, any of those like workplace kind of like, offerings can't they access it i guess that that's worth researching i mean did you find that out what is that a founded fear that wasn't the avenue that i was really going down oh oh, oh okay on my deep dive yeah i think she had enough information on that and had kind of flushed that out but yeah it's it's really depressing it's really sad it it, it makes me think of like you know it HR companies for or HR personnel at, at law firms or in any job you ever have, it's like they're also employees of the same firm. So they like talk to people who work there and mm-hmm. it makes sense to me why people would be skeptical. Yeah. Though it's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Milo. <laughs> that is very fair. That <laughs> was a low. Hmm. Yeah. So Mez? Mez, yeah. Um, since I feel like my vocal cords have been warmed up and I was just talking a bunch, I'll just go ahead and say mine. Please. Um, so I suspect, though I'm not, no, I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to say this. This is what I'm, this is my official statement. My meh is that in the past, this is, this first part isn't the meh. In the past three days, I've been assigned five different cases. Okay. That's exciting. However, the meh is that for four of those cases, I have a hearing on the exact same day. Oh my gosh. July 12th. July 12th. That's the day everyone. Honestly, like bust out the big red Sharpie circle that shit on your calendar and send thoughts and prayers because I have (laughs) four hearings on the same day. And I'll get more into this in like my, my high and my update, but the way court works or the way that I've observed court working in the matter, in the types of matters that I'm working on, I am going to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Um, Oh, you're going to tell me. Yeah. I'll, I'll explain more in a a little bit, but um, yeah, I was just like, Oh shit. Everything is falling on the exact same day. I kept adding dates to my calendar like, oh, my God, no, this can't be happening. Can you talk to your supervisor about it? Or is it just like that's just what's happening? Um, I mean, I'm sure I could talk to my supervisor about it. I I also am pretty con- – I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm confident that I, that there will be another attorney there with me who can kind of like help me out. I have no idea though, if she has her own hearings on that day, it could be a situation where, you know, there are two legal aid attorneys appearing on behalf of like nine clients in the same day or something. Oh my gosh. Um, I, yeah, I, I just, 
I don't know if this is by design or if it's just by happenstance. Um, but there's a part of me that's kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate having all of my anxiety centralized on one calendar date. Um, that's a good way to look at it. I like yeah, that. You, I'm ever the optimist. You know, the glass is always going to be half full with me. Yes. But <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so that's, that's my man. It's like, it this... sounds like exam day or something. You know, God, don't even energy. say exam that we started getting so our sorry. grades back today. Oh, you did? Um, yeah. And I did pretty well. I, I was kind of bummed oh, yeah. though. I'm going to be honest. Like I was going for straight A's this, this round. Um, and I, I've received an A and a B plus and the B plus was in con law. And I was so, <gasps> that was like my shit. So Aww, man. Yeah. I was, I, okay. That might be a meh. You know what? Here's yeah. another meh. I'll tell you another okay. meh. Okay. The fact that I am now at a point in my law school career where grades no longer emotionally affect me is so nice. Like, Absolutely. Like, I'm kind of like, all right, I did my best. That's a bummer. But like, I don't, I'm not, I don't have the sweaty palms and racing heart when I'm opening, you know, my whatever grades. Um, I don't, I'm not like kept awake at night wondering if my class rank is going to change or if my GPA is going to jump. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of here because I enjoy learning now, not because I'm That's like great. freaking out about all that other superfluous bullshit. That's so great. Yeah, I I think I mentioned last week I just had no reaction to seeing my grades. That's how I felt too. <laughs> I'm sure I would have had some reaction if they were much worse than I expected. So, I'm very glad that, you know, I was able to pull something off, but it was still just like, okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my man. What's your man, Lydia? Do tell. Uh, let's see. My internship is halfway through and wow. Holy shit. Happened. <laughs> but we had our, we have a mid semester review. I'm not mid semester. Oh my gosh. I even wrote that <laughs> on, the, on my outline. Midsummer review where, um, you know, they share feedback that they've received about uh, the meeting happens with someone on the with a partner on the hiring committee. So one on one. And I think they intentionally paired us with someone we haven't worked with before in case we needed to, like, give feedback or receive feedback about something we've worked on. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, I was a little nervous about it just because I feel like I haven't done enough (laughs) work um really yeah yeah like the first week I had that really intense assignment but that was a month ago and I've had other assignments um but I just assumed that the summer would be so hard that I'd be using paper plates like I said and I haven't (laughs) been using paper plates been washing dishes and everything so uh yeah, it was it was good. It was a good review. Um, went over like work, and I gave a little bit of feedback about the like summer program, but it was all stuff that was just a function of the summer being virtual. And so, sure, there. <laughs> hopefully, it'll never be virtual again. So there's not really much to do with that feedback. Um, but. I'm just putting it as a met, even though it 
the review itself was good, but I still feel like I just haven't quite gotten into the groove and I haven't really been like putting in the work that gets that paycheck. And so my goal for my internal goal, not an external deadline is to just finish up like all of my current projects by the end of this week so that I can start fresh next week, you know, half half the summer done, like time for new assignments, like just yeah. get another wave of energy. And did I tell you about this conference that I'm doing? You, this you very briefly mentioned it, that you're like conferencing into something going on in London, right? Okay, yeah. So I don't think I described it last week. If I did, Please. sorry, everyone. But yeah, basically I had asked to work on this renewable energy project that I saw from the emails that came through conflict check emails. Yes. And I scoffed and I said, what does that mean? Renewable energy? Are you working for an oil company? (laughs) Yes. Oh no, it's actually a renewable energy client. And so, um, oh yeah, I think last week when I re-listened to it, I realized it didn't make much sense what I was talking about because I was starting to explain that like the firm doesn't have a hierarchy that there's like different partners and you get assignments from like an assigning attorney, but also you can get, you can ask for specific assignments by looking at the different clients and different matters that are going on. So I don't think I phrased that very well last time. So that's what I meant to say. Okay. Um, I was looking through these emails and saw this come through. And when I asked to work on it, it's like, is there anything you need a summer intern to do? They basically said, Uh, No, but we can have you maybe take notes at this renewable energy conference in London. And I was like, yes, cool. It's like all of these people working uh, in the field. And so I've just been doing that this week, but it starts London time, which is like 5 a.m. Early, (laughs) early, early. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a couple more days of it. So the good thing is that that is like a guaranteed number of hours where I'm like, okay, you know, some days in the summer, I'm like, oh, I don't have that much work to do on this project because I'm waiting to hear back from someone. And now I feel like I'm wasting time. But this at least at least hours aren't an issue this week. And, and there's like a definite end date, which is also unknown on many projects. Mm. So I'm like, crush it this week. Crush. I'm this like other contract. And then next week, I'll get it started. So I don't know. That's my med because I haven't actually achieved those things. It's like something I've set out for myself that I could fail at. Um, and it's, I guess it's already Wednesday and I haven't done as much on the contract as I wanted. So that's I mean, my- it's Wednesday, but you still have two more whole days. So true. So true. Yeah. Yes. You're fine. You got this. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Um. So, I'm going to pivot us into wild animal encounters if you and, and oh, the listeners yeah. who are not listening to this synchronously are okay with that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, at Jonathan's suggestion, my wild animal encounter this week is going to be with a Venus flytrap. <laughs> so okay. I, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Okay. If you're listening to this and you follow me on Instagram, you already know my unabridged thoughts and feelings. <laughs> so 
I am, like I said, living in an apartment. And there are probably, eh, I'm in a ballpark, like eight units at this apartment. And um, the parking spots are really tight. And they back up against this really narrow road. Anyway, I'm constantly worried that I'm going to like hit a pole or hit a car. Because it's just super, super difficult to navigate. Well, I came out of my apartment this morning. And I noticed that there was a note on my car. I popped it open. And the note, re- you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to read the note. Because yeah, why, why, why paraphrase <laughs> when, I, when I can read it directly? Okay, so it's, yeah. it's written on the back of a flashcard in red pen. And it says, you ran over and crushed my Venus flytrap and the cup oh. it was potted in. They are very delicate plants, so it will probably die. <laughs> Please pay attention when you are parking here. Wow. And like, okay, I've written a passive-aggressive note before in my time. I'll admit to this. I'm not above this. And uh, oh, <laughs> you know, additionally, I... I like plants too. I would be kind of pissed if my Venus flytrap was run over as well. However, the way that I'm parked is completely reasonable. It's within the lines of the parking spot. You know, I'm pull there are like plant beds in front of the apartment, so I'm like pulled up right to the edge of the plant bed. And I'm thinking to myself, the Venus flytrap must have been like sitting like on a ledge or in the parking spot. So anyway, I reply I think about it for about a second and I'm like, okay, do I go knocking on doors? Cause I'm ready for a confrontation. Oh my God. Not, not like an aggressive confrontation, but more like a, Hey, did you write this note? I apologize for killing your Venus flytrap, but like also what the fuck? Why was your Venus flytrap in a parking spot? <laughs> so in, cause it's like eight 30 AM at this point. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to write back. So okay. I flip, I flip the, the card over And I write this. I say, Dear Venus flytrap neighbor, I'm sorry to have killed your plant. Why was it in a parking space? Did you even kill the plant? Like, so that's the thing. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Because to cite, to cite the, right, to cite the note, they're very delicate plants. So they, it will probably die. I have no idea. The, the Venus flytrap could be undergoing some significant but effective rehabilitation. And this might be a moot point, but anyway. So I write back and I say, I'm sorry to have killed your plant. Why was it in a parking space? Might I suggest not putting your plants in already very small parking spaces? I'd be happy to give you dollar sign to replace the plant. Come see me in apartment C1, Megan. Okay, nice. So you're like, if you want to, you know... Yeah. Settle this. You have to come talk to me kind of thing. Exactly. I'm all about making people whole again, baby. Mm, Do I love that? (laughs) Do I love that? So, but I also am like banking on this person being, the only thing I know about them at this point is that they cultivate Venus flytraps and that they enjoy passive aggression. So I'm banking on the fact that, Based on what I know, they're not going to come knock on my door. Um, yeah, I bet not. I'm living, though, in this, like, suspended state of eager anticipation because I would love for them to come knock on my door and ask <laughs> for money for the Venus flytrap. So I maybe maybe the wild animal like- encounter is, yeah. 
is it with the Venus flytrap? Because is that like technically an animal or is it a plant? You know, it is carnivorous. Carnivorous, yeah. Alternatively, is the wild animal the neighbor foaming at the mouth, angry about the injustice of the Venus flytrap? We don't know. Or both. Both. I No, earlier when I said, like, did you even kill it? You focus on the word kill because that's still up in the air. I was focusing on the word you. Like, are you even the one <sighs> responsible for the dam- for any alleged damage to this plant? You know, like, did you even run it? Like, was it you? Like, like did you have you seen it? What does it look like? Did you feel anything in the car? Okay, this is us being lawyers. Let me. Okay, yes, let's do this. Let's dig into this. Let's so fucking do this. Let's fucking go, man. Okay, <laughs> so you you know I took pictures of the whole thing. Like I Good. I have taken photos of this. This is so extra and so ridiculous. And I will fully admit that I need a hobby right now because this is out of control. <laughs> I took photos of the scene from every angle Lydia every angle and okay here's the thing if I did run the Venus flytrap over and in its pot or wait is that no it's a cup I think is what they said it's Um, in a cup well that's very easy to like blow over it's in a fucking cup yeah you crushed and you ran over and crushed my Venus flytrap and the cup it was potted in Okay, sir. Yeah, it's been here's really my thing. Okay. Here's yeah, how, here's my thing. Oh, this is a man who wrote this? I guess I should it, it is. It is okay. a man and I the only reason I know that is because I talked to my other neighbors thinking that they were Venus flytrap neighbors and they said no, right. no, 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 it's the dude in C2 and I was like, "Oh, okay. so this guy's been going around telling people that I'm a Venus flytrap crusher when in fact <laughs> Slander. <laughs> I would show me the proof, my friend. Show me the proof. So I think I went over and I looked at the spot that it must have been. And there's nothing under the I looked under the car. There was nothing. What I found was at like the passenger side wheel up front, there was what appeared to be the remnants of some kind of soil. Um but just a little tiny bit. So I think mate, like if they in fact left the cup in the parking spot, shame on them. Mm. If they left the cup perched on the edge of the plant bed. Okay. Also shame on them, but more partially shame on me because I should have seen it, but I didn't. You Um, wouldn't have known to look for it, but well, here's my point. Okay. If it is so precious, why are you leaving it in such a precarious situation? People are constantly pu- the the plant bed acts as a natural like bumper so that you know you don't run your car up onto the sidewalk. Right, right. It makes that you know you know those like concrete bumpers that you that people put down in parking lots. Mm-hmm. Okay, the plant bed acts as that. So think about a concrete bumper. When you pull up to said concrete bumper, doesn't your like front bumper hang over it a little bit? Yeah, that's what's happening here. Okay. So anyway, there is n- I I you're you I love a great point. Episodes. I love this. <laughs> this I love is so it. outrageous. You bring up a great point though. I have not seen a damaged Venus flytrap. Uh, it's at this point it's hearsay. So absolutely. Yeah, 
I got a $10 bill stuffed away in my wallet waiting for this guy to come and knock in. Because I will give it to him if he musters up the gumption to come knock on my door. Of course. And I hope yeah. he hears me saying that because we share a wall. <laughs> yeah, you're an upstanding citizen. You're you're going to do the restitution and all that. But, right. you know, you need to talk out what actually happened. I don't I don't think you're you're guilty. Thank you, Lydia. And let jury... like more. So the jury of Instagram, because of course I couldn't just leave this to my own thoughts. I had to put, <laughs> I had to put a poll on Instagram that details the whole event. And the poll is called, am I the asshole? Which um, we've talked about on this podcast. Cause I had a phase where I really loved reading, am I the asshole? But it turns out a lot of those on Reddit, those articles are, are fake. Don't tell me that. Obvious. I love, am but I the asshole? Warren sent me an article about it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm sure well, some of them are real. Yours was real. Mine is very real. And I will say I have had 137 people vote that no, I'm not the asshole. Yes. And six people vote that yes, I am the asshole. However, what? I will I will say that four of the six of these people reached out to me individually and said that no, they do not in fact think I'm the asshole. They just clicked yes because they wanted to see if anybody else clicked yes. So really, there are only two people that voted I'm the asshole out of nearly 150 votes. So that's absurd of them because you can see if people voted yes, even if you vote no. But OK. Uh, maybe they maybe they were thinking they were going to be like the first voter, because if you're well, the first voter okay. and you click yes, then it's 100 percent. Right. OK. So anywho, that's my wild animal encounter. Do you have one to share? I I guess I have, I hadn't even thought about this, but I have a, a wild human animal encounter, which is that I went to unlock my bike for the first time in a little while and I had to like pump up the tires, yada, yada. But someone had left a little note on my bike oh. because my bike has stickers from Boston that are like bike Cambridge, Boston bicycle union, bikes, not bombs, you know, all, of the, mm -hmm. all the good Boston bike stickers. And they were like, I just moved here from Cambridge. Like, oh, like, shit. Whatever, all this stuff. And I was like, okay, awesome. So I left them a note back on my bicycle and I was like, email me. I gave my school email because <laughs> it seemed like the like, least, you know, creepy yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't heard anything yet. Who knows how often this person like passes by my bike, but I was like, that's so great. Uh, so that's my wild human note lever not passive aggressive at all passive uh positive passive mm. i don't know yeah. a passy pause note lever passy pause yeah. let's let's make that trend yeah 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 and then i had a uh, domesticated animal encounter which is that i took raja on a walk in his little pram um in this new neighborhood and he seemed to really like it i met a wait cat please wait please pause 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 pause, pause, pause. yeah yeah pram i just Is think this... it's nicer to say than stroller oh my god <laughs> <a> stroller. Like, <laughs> this i know that your cat has a stroller but what okay okay yeah, pram i just like saying pram better stroller sounds really oh it just sounds like wow i'm really trying to replace a baby with a cat pram sounds like i'm some weird hipster which is fine. 
I was like, which one's, which one's weirder? Which one's weirder? I don't even know. So <laughs> I had seen recently this cat in a stroller at the park and mm. obviously complimented the cat. And the cat's human said that the cat was 21 years old. Fuck so I asked, all like, the all way the off. Secrets. Yeah. She was like, yes, we have, like, we feed our cat the science diet. We, um... We let the cats out for, like, mental stimulation every once in a while, but now they're too old, so we, like, take them in a stroller. Uh, We have, like, a ceramic water fountain, and I was like, okay, notes, notes, got it, got it. So I was like, I really need to take Raja out more, and now, like, we're in this sublet, this new neighborhood. So took him for a walk, and he seemed to make a lot of people happy. They would look in the stroller expecting a baby, and it was a cat, and... Like, I know, right? I know. Oh, God. They're and laughing because they're like, that woman is ill. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Some of them really seem to, to be full of joy. Maybe that is because they thought I was ridiculous. That's fine. Um, I was wearing very colorful pants, too. So just whatever they thought. And, I mean, this is the neighborhood that I, I moved in here and, like, immediately started scavenging the dumpsters because the very rich Washu undergrads were moving out. So they've seen me. The people in this neighborhood, they know me. Like, I've already made whatever impression I'm going to make. But Raja hasn't made his first impressions yet. Oh, my God. So Listen to yourself. Out. Yes. Everyone loved him. Um, so oh that was my d- domesticated animal encounter. Both the 21-year-old cat and then Raja making his debut. He was wearing his little bow tie. Um, and... <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> to really enjoy it. Um, he only started meowing when I would like stop. And maybe oh. he felt like sitting duck or something. Whereas that's that's my guess. Maybe if he's moving, he feels like good. But he was very patient when, when we were moving. We walked for maybe like 30 or 40 minutes. It was just a perfect day outside and not too hot. So, oh, it was great. If anyone in St. Louis wants to go on a walk with me and Raja, just let me know. Because I have his pram. I realize that this is an embellishment of what you just said. It's more of like a combination of a bunch of images that I'm having in my head. But the idea of you dumpster diving in an uppity neighborhood <laughs> while wearing colorful pants with a cat in a bow tie perched atop your shoulder is giving me life. That is so funny. Yes. Oh. If only he would climb on my shoulders. He doesn't really do that. But I haven't tried training him. So maybe I could. We could get to that point, maybe. You're right. You know what? Let me amend this um, this visual that I have. He's not on your shoulders. He's standing by in his pram stroller waiting for you yeah. to jump down Meowing, from the dumpster. Andy. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Meowing because we've stopped. Yes. Oh. That's that's the visual. That's not your... your I guess, no, that is, that is your high or no? No, that was my, like, domesticated animal encounter. Oh my god, that's only one year old cat and then with my own cat. So what's your high? I how do you top that? Um I guess my high is kind of related because I went on this catwalk with my catwalk. I, when I said that out loud, I was like, wait, that means something different. But yep. walk with Raja uh with my mom. She was visiting and my aunt came to visit too for the long weekend and then my mom just left, but it was great. We did touristy stuff, and I went to a lot of places in St. Louis I hadn't been before, just like different restaurants, different um, 
uh, activities. I'm trying to think of where we went. Oh, we went to this modern art museum called the Pulitzer Art Center that I hadn't been to before. And I had not been to the Basilica here. It's huge. It's so colorful. The mosaic work is awesome. Um, went to this, uh, it's called like, I think it's called 360. It's a bar restaurant that's like very high up downtown. So you have great views all around. Uh, just touristy stuff like that. That was so, yeah. it was, it was great because it really felt like a vacation. Uh, and went to a house party, went to a nice restaurant, just good stuff. I love a touristy weekend. I also really enjoy showing people around where I live. Yes. Yeah. It's great. That's so great. Hell yeah. Well, that sounds like a great time. Yeah. It was hard to balance that with work at the same time, but we made it through. It's fine. I'll just make make up some time, you know, the night or something. (laughs) This goes back to the theme for this episode that we did not agree upon. And in fact, I believe we rejected within one minute of starting the episode, which is resilience. Yes. That is yeah, so resilient. Yeah, that's, that's the that's the theme. Yes. What's um, your high? What have my you high. To? Okay, so um, okay, I'm just gonna cut straight to the straight to the point here. Um, okay. I had my first day in court. Ta da! Waiting for air horn. How was that? Oh, um, hold on. I'll get it. Here we go. Megan's first day in court. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, the air horn betrays how truly uneventful it it was. But it was, I mean, if we're speaking technically, and I'm I'm willing to get nitty-gritty on this, this was my first day in court. Um, what, what, What were you there to do? Okay, so obviously I can't give you full details of the cases. Okay. Um, and what was stressful is that I didn't fully know what I was there to do. I will explain. Oh, okay. I know. So, uh, spoiler alert, I'm, like I said, I'm just going to cut to the chase. And, you know, much to my relief, uh, I didn't have to do anything crazy substantial. Um, what I did have to do was stand up and ask for continuances. So, okay. but let me, let me rewind a little bit. Since day one of this internship, the thi- one of the things that surprised me the most about doing DV, I'm going to say DV, but what I'm saying is domestic violence, okay? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that surprised me most about DV lawyering is just like how, and maybe it's not so much DV lawyering as much as it is like poverty law, which is what, you know, mm-hmm. legal aid is. Yeah. Um, you're doing, there's so much physical movement once you're in court. What? That might what sound weird. I know. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Lydia. Yeah. Have you ever been in a courtroom for a hearing? No, I haven't. Okay. So what with, without ever having done it, maybe just like, you know, creating an impression based on like courtroom dramas that you've watched, which I'm sure you've watched courtroom dramas, right? Oh, sure. So like when you imagine a courtroom where there are hearings happening what are you imagining? And I want you to pay specific um, attention to like 
the noise level in the room, the activity that's happening. Um, like what, like paint me a picture. Um, so I'm trying to envision like, well, I guess there's different kinds of hearings, but I would imagine that if it's like, uh, a calendar meeting where everyone's just trying to get, meet the judge to get their next, uh, hearing on the calendar that it's like really hectic and they're like okay we're meeting you in three months we're meeting you in three months blah 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 if it's like a bail hearing i guess it would go really fast Mm -hmm. but generally i mean if it's something that's worth the scene of the show it's usually a little bit more thoughtful and i would imagine that people are quiet and and waiting to hear something but i guess i don't really even know what a hearing is it's not a trial so what is it well that's a great question i'm not even like totally comfortable in my answer um so what what i can say is that you can have a trial that doesn't necessarily have a jury um uh-huh. you can you know you can cross examine the witness you can you can call witnesses cross examine people um uh question the defendant you know question your 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 um uh, client the plaintiff who I'm, i mean in a lot of in a lot of legal aid cases your client is the plaintiff um mm-hmm. i think what i'm really trying to get at is that whatever you think the courtroom looks like during a hearing with like someone on the witness stand it's not exactly what you think think it is necessarily i'm not saying it's never like that but so far in my experience there's just like a lot like you can be sitting at counsel's bench i don't even know if that's what you're supposed to call it but like the tables that like the plaintiff's counsel and the defendant's counsel sit at um Uh there's a lot of like life and activity happening behind you where all of the spectators are, are sitting because you know like 99.9% of them aren't people who wandered in off the street because they're just curious about the judicial process. They're people who like have <laughs> shit they want to talk to the to the judge about, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, like day one of working at Legal Aid, I took note pretty immediately that you, ha- that these, that Legal Aid attorneys at least are like needing to be as physically able to move around as possible And this manifests itself in some ways that are more obvious than others. Like this is probably just like, this says more about me than it does (laughs) about why this is actually functional. But one of the first things I noticed is that people wearing heels were wearing very sensible, chunky, low heels Uh, rather than like a uh stiletto heel. That makes sense. These are people who are like, I want to, you know, show up to court wearing a heel, but I also have to be able to like, walk 10,000 steps in a few hours because I'm going to be moving around. Okay? Okay. Also, attorneys just aren't carrying much with them. And what they do carry, they can kind of pick up and wedge under their arm at a a moment's notice. So here's another tell. And this, again, this might just be my untrained eye. And I might be really showing my colors as a rookie. But for legal aid attorneys you are probably going to have a few different clients who are showing up in court that same day. Kind of like how I was saying, I have four hearings on the same day, right? Yeah. So private attorneys 
like likely will only have one hearing or they might only have to pop up on one matter a day. So they have the luxury of being able to walk in, wear the stiletto heel, break out their laptops, spread their papers out, you know, put their big binders full of shit next to them and like really camp out. Whereas if you're a legal aid attorney, it's like you are trying to navigate between, you know, the judge, their clerk, getting the calendar for the day, you know, uh, calling out the names of your clients, seeing if they're there, seeing if the opposing parties are there, seeing if the opposing parties would, you know, be okay talking to you, perhaps working out a deal. And then you have to like pivot really fast to the next client. So all of this to say, there's just so much more movement than I was anticipating or that I'd ever really seen. And I'm not sure why I'm so stuck on this, (laughs) but I am. And, um, I'm learning that as a as a Lance, which is the acronym for Legal Aid North Carolina, as ah. as a Lance student attorney, I'm just uh-huh. like watching people ping pong around a courtroom and the adjoining hallways, and that's kind of what they're doing the whole time. So coming back to like my high, so Jonathan and I met up in the office on Monday at I don't know early. I woke up at 5 a.m. in Greensboro and what? I drove yeah. I, that's another thing I realized that since, so when I'm in Boone, I have to drive like 45 minutes to an hour to basically any other County. If the hearing's not in Watauga County. Yeah. So if I'm already going to be driving for so long, it's only an hour and 50 minutes from Greensboro to Boone. So I was like, I might as well just wake up. I might as well spend the night at my house. Like, you know, yeah. I mean? like, drive super early. Yeah. So anyway, we meet up, we drive like 45 minutes-ish to Wilkes County. um, And on the way there, we start running through the different scenarios of, and what I would do in each of them. So here's another big thing. It's like, you don't really know what is going to happen. There's so much variable. There's like, it's like an impossible amount. Like, so one of the scenarios is that neither party could show up. Your client could not show up. The opposing party could not show up. And then you're kind of like, all right, what now? Another yeah. thing that could happen is that what if only my my party shows up? Or what if both parties show up and the defendant wants to do a hearing that day? And this is that is like my hellscape scenario. Right. Because I was like There's fixated. No, like, summary judgment if the person doesn't show up? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, so I didn't learn this from Jonathan. I learned this from um, uh, DK at my residency, my supervising attorney there. He said that the biggest mistake he ever made when he was a brand new attorney was um, in his first case asking for summary judgment and like the trial court or like the the court just like laughed at him. They were like, no, this is like (laughs) district civil court. Like you don't ask for summary judgment. Like, no, 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 no. Why not? Uh, This I don't know. Their day in court. Kind of what I, what I'm picking up on is that there are a lot of continuances. People love to continue stuff. Um, Anywho. So I'm running through all these scenarios and this is like perhaps the most, I cannot, if you're listening to this and you're thinking that you might want to want to go into like poverty law or work for legal aid. Um, Here's what I'll say to you. I'm all of six or seven days into this internship and I need you to know that 
it's you have to plan for four different scenarios because <laughs> you don't want to get caught with your pants down and the likelihood that, you know, the defendant's going to show up and your client's going to show up and the defendant's going to appear pro se and want to do a hearing. I'm not saying it's unlikely, but it, it could happen. And in the, in that event, you want to be ready to like have a trial. And mm -hmm. then if that's the case, you are in the whole world of evidence. I mean, it's like pulling up all the rules that you had to like write essays oh about. Gosh, like, yeah. okay, like, could I ask this question or would it be too leading? Could I ask this question or, you know, would it impeach the witness? Can, what can I ask on cross? What can I, I mean, it's Did like, you the like real evidence. I don't remember. Yeah. I loved evidence. Okay. I did very well in evidence. Excellent. Um, yeah, I, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I loved it on paper because I like figured, I don't know, it like clicked in my head as a class, you know, I, yeah. I just absolutely slayed the multiple choice questions. But like Jonathan will be like, what question did you ask this person? I'm like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know at all what I would ask because I'm overthinking everything. I'm, and one of the things that I learned is like the worst thing that, that could happen is that the opposing counsel objects. <laughs> you know I mean? Right. Right. And that's kind of a nice thing to remember. It's like, yeah, I could ask like a blatantly incorrect question and the evidence, the rules of evidence would preclude this question from being asked all damn day. But unless the opposing counsel objects, like, mm, and even if they do, they're just going to say true. objection and that's it. And you can just keep rolling. Right. Anyway. Right. That's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that. That's good. It's like, right. Like the stakes are low. The stakes are low. I mean, they're high, but when you're asking a question that might be incorrect, like the worst thing they can do is say, nope, ask a different right. question or ask it a right. different way. And I can do that. I can do that all day. Oh, hell yeah. So anyway. And so did you get to like do those hands-on kind of questioning and no might <laughs> show up no and that's why and that's why this is this is like a high because i i did get to stand up um but it's not like you know i think it's probably not an air horn worthy high because i didn't <laughs> really do a whole lot of anything i stood Aww. up i stood up and um the judge called you know my client's name and i stood up and i said yes your honor like Megan da, 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 appearing on behalf of blah da 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 with legal aid, um, and then I waited for the for the judge to say something because she had to call out and see if the defendant was present, and then all I had to do was say, you know, uh, we ask this court for a continuance based on the fact that defendant hasn't been served, and wow. yeah, so idea. I said those things, I said the magic words, and then she said okay. And I said, you know, if I may, I prepared a continuance. Uh, Your Honor, may I approach? And so I walked up to her holding the continuance that I had pre-prepared in anticipation for this particular scenario. And I hand it to her and she looks it over and she looks back at me and says, these aren't the parties that have been called. <laughs> oh, no. Because oh, no. I was appearing on, on behalf of two different people. Oh, and it God. just so happened that their cases were being called back to back. So I essentially had both continuances drafted like in my hand. And I was so nervous that I handed her the wrong oh. one. 
she was very she was very kind to me about it. And she said, Oh, you know, you handed me this one, which I think is the next matter I was going to call. Did you mean to hand me this other one? And I said, yes, I absolutely did. So then I like sheepishly walked back over to my folio and I came back without even like thinking to ask, like your honor, may I approach like I, at this point, like all rules were out the door and I was just (laughs) walking around with my tail in between my legs. Um, (laughs) But you know what? I did it. I ripped the bandaid off. Yes, Um, Megan. Yeah, and like I'm not I mean I'm still a little nervous, I'm not going to lie, but um just getting it out of the way, like getting that first mm. time out of the way, what a relief. What a relief. That's so great. Yeah. Megan, and you sound very professional even if you maybe happen to have the wrong piece of paper still. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think that she you know, Jonathan took me um took me like behind the bench before the before court was adjourned for the day or not adjourned what's what's the word for what's like the antonym for adjourned like what when do you begin court is in session oh yeah yeah so before court was in session he took me behind the bench to meet the judge um nice yeah and he basically i mean i think that you have to do that because i'm operating under the practice certificate oh right right okay and like otherwise she might have been like who in the good god are you um (laughs) so she so she anticipated me being nervous and being a student and she was gracious Okay, that's helpful yeah 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 so that's my big my big hi my big update the band-aid's been ripped off and uh i'm one step closer to being um you know an attorney (laughs) wow Wow, I do feel like that deserves an air horn. Hold okay. on. Okay. I mean, I did the air horn to begin the segment, but now to top it all off. <laughs> wow, I get double air horn. And the air horns weren't little. You were going all in. I just decided to go for it. I'm kind Thank of a you. DJ. <laughs> no, I'm not. Just kidding. I'm very pleased, very pleased with this week. And there are still two days yet left. So who knows? Excellent. It sounds like you can take a little break. I'm just Ooh, kidding. No, <laughs> the opposite of that. I'm like, I, I now have, I'm like, I have five active cases that are assigned to me. And then I believe two other cases that I am not, that are not exclusively mine, but I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um Wow, it's a lot to process, especially because the content is pretty dark. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's weird when 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 like you have multiple people who are experiencing like abuse in some way, and like you're yeah. just taking in so much abuse that it all kind of starts to blend together. That is really sad. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> it's a shitty way to end the episode. So, you know, if if any. Yeah, I mean, we might talk about well, it have vaguely any, like, later. Restorative practices or like self care to avoid compassion fatigue. Ooh, great! Oh my god, that's such a good question. Well, first of all, podcasting is very helpful. Yes, um, yes. love that, love that. And Jonathan and I actually talked about this a little bit last week. Like, how do you kind of deal um, yeah. when what you're doing is so emotionally charged? And, you know, he recommended having a hobby. So he likes to sew and that's what he does. Awesome. Um, 
also having somebody to talk to about this stuff, like whether it's another staff attorney or like, you know, like a buddy that you can talk to like vaguely about how you're feeling or whatever. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, okay, I'll leave it at this and, and I'll be very vague, but I had a client who I don't think will be able to achieve like what she wants to achieve in the judicial system. Uh-huh. Um, but I had a really nice conversation with her about alternatives and That's it was like, great. yeah, you know, like you might not meet the criteria for this particular thing, but like you're elderly. So I'm going to like go online and like Google some stuff and see how we can like help you in other ways, you know, whether yeah. it's like getting you connected with like your church community or, you know, figuring out what you can buy at Walmart that will like solve this particular problem. And like, that feels good. Be- yeah. Kind of yeah. like breaking breaking outside this idea that like the law is the only answer because oh my god that is so far from the truth. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it really is. <laughs> there are so many other ways to solve these problems, and I'm beginning I'm beginning to feel more empowered and confident in my ability to advise people in a way that might not lead to a legal conclusion, but will actually improve their quality of life overall. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, I do wish we could, uh, that the model rules of ethics were phrased in such a way that we could have joint um, firms with social workers, but oh, you're not yeah. allowed to profit share with non-lawyers. Ah. <sighs> You're taking the MPRE in August, right? I accidentally missed the deadline to sign up, despite friends graciously reminding me, shout out to Ashlyn, shout out to Chantal. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, I just didn't sign up in time. So I guess I'll take it next time. All right. Well, maybe we can do an MPRE study session. Oh, yeah. That's um, a good idea. Episode, because I am taking it in August. So I I would love for you to throw at me some like really complicated ethical situations um, and we can work through them together. I mean, those hypos are just entertaining. I agree. Yeah. Okay, great. We got plans. Fab. Summer Um, episode, a little all over the place, a little perfect. Oh, I think a lot of perfect, a lot of perfect, a lot of air horns. This was good. Yeah. All right. Write to us, listeners, if you want. Yeah. Again, you can find us on Twitter at Law School N Brief. Um, That's the letter N. And you can also find us at lawschoolandbrief.com. And there's a little, like, contact us form that you can fill out um, and join the ranks of other cool people who send us Adolf Hitler testicle anecdotes and legal questions. Oh, my God. So... Okay. <laughs> on that note let's wrap it up all right yeah. all podcast right, adjourned yes <laughs> all right till next all time right. bye